0: Welcome to the Sound Opinions Bonus Podcast. I am Jim DeRogatis. My co-host is Greg Cott. And today, we are happy to be launching a new segment recurring from time to time with our uh, longtime friend, contributor Althea Legospi.
1: Althea, how you doing? Great. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm so excited about this.
0: We love your criticism. Uh, you have been uh, doing bang-up work as a music editor, contributor to Rolling Stone, doing great stuff. So we are want to check in with you from time to time with both of those hats on, bringing us up to date on some music news stories and uh, diving deep. You are uh, always keeping an eye on TikTok and Bandcamp and all the viral platforms. (laughs) And so uh, you can give us a pick whenever we have you on. That's good fun. And after a short break, we will dive into our first story, the story of 2021 with Althea Legaspi. We're back with this special newsy sound opinions bonus podcast. All right, for this first report, Althea, we want to focus on uh, the single biggest music story of 2021, which is the return of live music, specifically the festivals, and it's all going to start here in Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, the biggest one um, of the multi-genre festivals is Lollapalooza, 100,000 people a day, um, full For capacity. For days. Yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. Um, and yeah, it's the one that I think everybody's going to kind of be looking towards to see how the protocols sort of um, develop in the health and safety sector,
2: and that's about, and that's going kind to of late July, early August, right?
1: Yeah, at the end of July into uh, right into August, bringing us in four
2: days, a hundred thousand people a day in uh, the biggest stretch of parkland in. Chicago, probably the biggest stretch of parkland in the Midwest. Yeah, Grand Park Gigantic festival. So they essentially are returning to the format they had in 2019, the last year that we were experiencing a non-COVID type of experience. To me, they're making all sorts of claims about how they're going to make this a safe festival. Obviously, health and safety risen exponentially in terms of people's radar. What are they doing to make sure that this is going to be as safe and healthy as possible for people?
1: Well, that's the big question in terms of like giving the full requirements. They do require proof of vaccination and a negative COVID-19 test um, 24 hours before each of the days. So if you're going all those days, you need one every single day.
0: If you don't have the proof of vaccination. Exactly. It's either or.
1: Yeah. But how that's going to be enforced is, you know is something we can get into. (laughs) Well, this this
0: is crazy. I mean, and we need people outside of Chicago who haven't followed Lollapalooza as closely to understand Althea, right? For the last three years or so, Lollapalooza is owned majority stake by Live Nation Ticketmaster, the biggest corporate global conglomerate in the world. Perry Farrell's in a In the figure. concert business. In the yeah. concert business, yeah. You know, Perry Farrell's a figurehead. He has nothing to do with this. And nevertheless, all three of us are veterans of the reimagined Lollapalooza in Grant Park. I remember you and I hanging on to each other for dear life when there was a a gate rush of several hundred very violent Rage Against the Machine fans. You know, there's gate crashers, there's uh, all sorts of security problems, there are injuries that are never reported to the police and incidents. How do we expect them to check vaccine cards
2: or test results? For 100,000 people
1: a day. I mean, I was thinking about this, too, and it gives me anxiety because I am going to cover it. Um, The lines that we're used to seeing, I I imagine, I'm envisioning that they're going to have several lines now, right? Because you've got to get tests checked for your vaccination card. You have to be checked if you have the COVID-19 test, if you don't have a vaccination you know, the bag check, the, you know, everything else. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. how long is it going to be? You can't even the bring thi- a water bottle in. The things I'm kind of curious about that I could see, you know, and who knows um, if they're developing these yet, but, you know, maybe there's an app that they have where you can, or upload something to the website and it's attached to your ticket. But there's the other issue of, you know, there are fake COVID vaccination cards online. Yeah. Um, so how how people are going to check that It'll be interesting to see. They're announcing their entry requirements next month. And so I think that they'll sort of be the blueprint for everybody on how this is going to sort of play out for everyone else. Because the majority of festivals, honestly, the big ones are happening in the fall.
0: What else have you learned uh, from other big venues? I know you did some reporting for Rolling Stone on, say, the Hollywood Bowl.
1: In terms of outdoor venues, there's a lot of them that are starting to open right now. Um, Hollywood Bowl in mid-May had had announced their new season. And at that time, they had uh, restrictions on capacity. There was going to be an unvaccinated area and a vaccinated area. And wow. each of them had two different, distinct hmm. sort of qual- qualifications, right? By Memorial Day weekend, that whole thing had changed. Now they're full capacity. There's not going to be separate areas. The thing with all of this is that, you know, the state and local guidelines are changing by the day as we know and so i feel like this is going to be updated you know on the daily too the the everybody who has any kind of guidelines that they've mentioned all have a caveat saying you know we're gonna change this day to day for more information yeah Exactly, exactly.
0: But we are only six weeks out from Lollapalooza in Chicago, the biggest festival. It really is your sense that everybody across the country is looking at Lollapalooza.
1: Yeah, I mean, they are the largest one. I think that they're they're going to be the blueprint. Um, you know, it's interesting because there is, Rolling Loud Miami is actually happening in July, but that's very specific to hip-hop, right? And it's a much smaller venue. So I think some people will also look at that. It's a few days before Lollapalooza, but I think Lollapalooza is sort of going to be the big blueprint, because that is like full-on entry for hundreds of thousand people a day. But you know, it's interesting too. Bonnaroo, like Rolling Loud Miami, they they both just have. We'll update our fests dates as they as the fest dates approach. We'll update information. But then places like Riot Fest and Governor's Ball say that as well. But then they also say entry may be subject vaccination testing social distancing as the days come on so i mean i don't know if how fans feel about buying tickets in advance but they may not know until like the day before yeah. what the protocols might be
2: and then they'll be hustling to meet the requirements well and you know this these are outdoor festivals primarily that we're talking about right althea and and now right. we're seeing the indoor venues opening up slowly but then we're seeing like major venues like madison square garden just today as we're talking the Foo Fighters announce a major tour that's going to open at Madison Square Garden in late June, June 20th, I believe is the date. Full capacity, 20,000 plus people in Madison Square Garden to see a rock show. No distancing. No distancing, (laughs) I mean, you're gonna be shoulder to shoulder. Um, This seems to be like everybody seems to think it's over or are, are pretending like it's over and we know why, right? Why is the concert industry so anxious to get back to full capacity because they just spent a year and a half losing money on this trying to figure out what they're going to do with their staff that they have had to mothball can't wait to get back there right
1: it's interesting because with that the Bruce Springsteens also returning a Springsteen on Broadway Foo Fighters Madison Square Garden the Strokes Irving Park Plaza the Irving Plaza those all require full vaccination for the indoor which i think is probably what we're going to see as more of the large indoor ones open but again they're going to come across the same like what are the protocols to like checking people in for this stuff but let's face it, around 42% of Americans are fully vaccinated, but the vaccination rates are plummeting right now. Um, It's slowing down. Exactly, and rates are varying from state to state, which obviously also changes the risk factor. So, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, the whole reason I wanted to do this report is obviously all of us miss and love live music, and I can't wait to go, but I honestly feel, I'll admit, I have a little bit of anxiousness about all this, so I started looking up. Well, I wanted to ask everybody... you
0: that question. Uh, you said you have anxiety about Lollapalooza. If you didn't have to go for work, would you be going?
1: At this moment, if it was tomorrow, I'm still a little nervous um, myself about being around that many people. Listen, the last show I covered was in February at the Metro. It was Beach Bunny, February 2020. What year are we in? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2020, Yeah, Um, and that was and already then I was feeling a little anxious because of the news that was coming out. We were already writing stories about uh, major shows being canceled, worldwide tours and stuff. At that point, I didn't know we were gonna, you know, when we were gonna shut down, but I was nervous then. But that was like a very small venue, right? I'm going from that to the very first show i'm gonna go the to the biggest um. yeah one
0: of the biggest shows in america yeah
1: <laughs> so it'll be kind of interesting i mean i'm i'm also as a reporter um interested in seeing how it it all plays Are you out you gonna be but, masked yeah pardon me you're
0: gonna be masked
1: masked for sure yeah. and i that's the interesting thing they they do not require lillapalooza at this moment is not requiring masks however pitchfork who requires the same things as lillapalooza the proof of vaccination or a covid test also requires masks which i think hmm. i feel comfortable with i know People feel controversial about that. But you know, these rules can also change as we get closer. If everybody's vaccinated, maybe we won't. I don't know.
2: Greg, what, what, what do you feel comfortable? Seeing like have, music, I'm ed. still uncomfortable going to a restaurant. I'm, I'm yeah, looking you, around. How I close are people to going one. to be sitting to me? I'll, yeah. I'll walk out of a place where I feel like it's clearly overpacked. And uh, ditto for are people wearing masks? I mean, I do all these kind of mental checks. Maybe call me being you know, overly cautious, but I'm not ready to step in there yet. You know, like pretend like it's not happening anymore. Because I know from personal experience, I run a basketball program. And everybody says it's over. I just had one of the best players in my program come down with COVID, yeah. tested positive. And I mean, these are still young still adults, adults young, young adults. Yeah. Healthy 12 year old kid.
0: You Listen, know? I never felt safe at Lollapalooza under the best circumstances. You know, there were several really dangerous thunderstorms too. You know, here was Lollapalooza's evacuation plan methodically, allegedly worked out with the city of Chicago's emergency management, bad thunderstorms coming in. They kick a hundred thousand people out of the park. Right. And those 100,000 people stream onto the city streets. uh, There is no evacuation plan. There is no... Look, Althea, this is a real shortcoming in reportage. I would get Rolling Stone on it uh, because the Tribune and the Sun-Times in Chicago just don't seem to think that, you know, nuts and bolts business reporting on Lollapalooza, it's an entertainment event, right? I mean, why has the city agreed to this? It just seems insane. I sure don't want to have the world shut down in Chicago again in august because a hundred thousand yahoos wanted to hear limp biscuit and fred durst on that bill
1: i mean honestly when you were asking me i think if it was less capacity had it been like even half capacity let's say it was yeah. tomorrow yeah and it was like half capacity the vaccination requirement outside I think if it was full vaccination requirement half capacity masks Tomorrow, I think I'd be more comfortable if it was that. Yeah. But I think it's not having all of those things and then full capacity. Full capacity, honestly, does give me anxiety. It's just that's just a lot of people Yeah. with a lot of different. And like you said, if there's a thunderstorm in the midst of yeah. all that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Lollapalooza, as, as you well know, Althea, we've all been there. Uh, it's shoulder to shoulder. Um, at those main stages. I mean, there is no social distancing. It ain't gonna happen. There's no way they can possibly enforce that. There's different rules. It seems like there's little tweaks for every venue, every festival is doing it differently. How can fans find out, get information on what to expect? Do I have to wear a mask? What's the social distancing rules? What's the capacity? Uh, how are people gonna find that stuff out?
1: Well, as of right now, the people who aren't haven't given the proof of vaccination, basically Lollapalooza and Pitchfork are the only ones who've given like really specific requirements that could change. Um, the other ones are sort of like, let's wait till we get closer, right? Um, in those cases, every single one says that you should, like, go online, follow their socials, sign up to their newsletter, and um, as you get closer is when you should get information about it. So it is still, <laughs> it is still a little touch and go. And, I mean, let's face facts. It, it does, you know, to give them some benefit of the doubt, the fact of the matter is is local the local government can change tomorrow yeah, like, what the, the rules sure. are. And so they can't, if they post stuff. They will be changing, you know, changing the rules. But what's interesting is Ravinia is opening um, fairly soon. I think their first dates July, in July. So the outdoor and venue
0: in the northwest suburbs of uh, of Chicago.
1: They're doing reduced capacity, require physical distancing and requiring masks. So. I think it comes down to, like, sort of your comfort level um, with it. And if you've got a ticket already, you should just keep checking if they don't have those rules. And if you're not comfortable, then maybe you eat the ticket. I don't know. That's what I would do if I'm not comfortable with what the final rules are.
0: Well, it's an important story, Althea. I think uh, you've shed some light on it, along with uh, all the uncertainty and anxiety that you, me, and Greg all have. Uh, we're going to take a
2: short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about music. We love music. (laughs) We're back. And, uh, Althea, what song do you want to play for us today?
1: It is definitely a song that is from the biggest band in the world. Um, it is called Butter. (laughs) It is from TTS. (laughs) Smooth like butter, like a criminal undercover. do pop like trouble, breaking into your heart like that. (gasps) Cool
2: shade, summer, yeah. the uh,
1: and the reason I bring it up is, sure, these guys are just sort of built-in viral stars, right? I mean, they are the hugest. They have an army that will blow up any song that they have. But one of the things that I think is interesting about how the viral world works right now, how music sort of is taking off right now, is how you can kind of sort of push that even further, right? So it's a dance-type song. There's dance challenges on TikTok already about it. This is a a, a, a
0: K-pop band. Biggest boy band in the world at this moment, yeah?
1: Biggest boy band in the world. Um, There are seven of them. They're all adorable. They all dance really well. Um, But the song calls out to Usher. So Usher ended up doing a TikTok about it, which, of course, brings it on to a whole nother level. And then so this just came out a few couple weeks ago, and now they've already have three remixes. A sweeter <laughs> remix, Yeah, which is the R&B style one. Put it, pull you in like no other. Don't need no usher. Dream on me, you can it bad. Ain't no other that can strip you up like a rubber. Straight up, I gotcha. Making you fall like that. Break it down. Ooh, when I look in the mirror, I'm at your heart for cycles, so. A cooler remix, which is sort of more guitar driven. a like a house type remix which is like a hotter remix Get it
2: let it Get it let it wrist, I'm some nice car got the right body and the right mind rolling up the party got the right vibes I'm like haters fresh boy pull up and-
1: I mean, listen, I I will say, I think the song bangs, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. Um, you know, the remixes, you know, a couple of them are OK. I, I'm sure I'm going to have to write up. At, uh, that's the other thing people do is uh, drop their song at midnight on Thursday night so that Friday and the weekend it ends up being huge. And I'm sure there'll be I don't know what other another butters?
0: remix. Yeah.
1: it It'll Butter smoother. I don't know. <laughs> Some sort of remix is coming probably this week, too. Well,
0: yeah, your unenviable task is covering the night shift in news for Rolling Stone. So that qualifies as. A, but it sounds like you genuinely like this. I'm glad you listened to the many butters uh, uh, sparing Greg and me. What do you really love about it?
1: I mean, you know, I think that the beat, it's interesting. The beats are different on each of these, but the first one, um, the original butter, it sounds like the Queen song, um, Another One Bites a Dust. Ah. It has that same like do, do, do. And, and then they mess with that a little bit for each of them, right? Like, so I said, told you the sweeter R&B one changes the groove a little bit yet the lyrics are still the same and it still has that catchy like sing along I don't know I just think I just think it it bangs Are they
0: literally <laughs> singing about butter
1: Um smooth like butter it's really about you know It's a metaphor Yeah it is a metaphor
0: <laughs> Well I didn't know how far into the metaphorical yonder they went It's
1: really sort of like a summer jam right it's sort of fun and um and again I think the dance I mean I do like the choreography which adds to it it's and they they just you know, hit all the right marks for me when it comes to that.
0: All right. Althea, <laughs> I love that you are not ashamed to admit you love uh, It's these like guys.
2: perfect pop. I mean, they're the aye, ABBA aye, of aye. today. Yeah. I think in the same way that ABBA got a lot of stick because they were so slick and perfect in the 70s. Yeah. We're getting that same kind of vibe from BTS right now. They're there giving the kids place what they want. Yes. Yeah. yeah, give the people what they want.
0: Althea, thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing your uh, pick, and thanks for sharing the news with us. We are going to uh, do this soon again. We're going to stay on top of the Lollapalooza story for sure and see what sort of shape Chicago is in after that festival and other breaking news that you can bring your perspective to. To support Sound Opinions, become a member on Patreon and connect with other listeners on our Facebook group.